How simple is your golf swing? As amateur golfers, it is important to keep our swings as simple and natural as possible. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, Aaron Stewart, Data Access Golf. Thanks for joining me again today. I really appreciate it. Season two, episode two. So I had some really good questions come in to my uh, email address. So if you, you can reach out to me at dataaccessgolf at gmail.com. And uh, this is a subscriber from YouTube. So I appreciate the listen and I appreciate you reaching out. Um, each one of these podcasts is turned into a video and then broadcast out on to YouTube. So that's where some folks follow us there on YouTube, which I thought was uh, very interesting when we started. But some people prefer to consume their content there uh, on YouTube. So fine by me. It's been great. So. Uh, anyway, so the question came in, um, actually the question was on Joaquin Neiman's swing. And so this particular listener had been looking at the swing and had tried to figure out what was really good about the uh, Joaquin's swing and what was maybe not so good. And if you watched any of the tournament coverage, they actually discussed it a little bit. And, and there's much that we can learn from. Joaquin Newman's swing that is really, really amazing. And then there's other things that I think as amateurs we have to be careful about. And so that's what we wanted to jump into today. So the opening obviously was talking about keeping our swings simplified. And what we mean by that is that we want to make sure that our swings as are close to our natural motion as possible. And really all we do to become really good golfers is to get away from the bad habits and the things that we have taught ourselves to do by using the conscious mind and by um, creating motions that we picture are happening one way, but when we get on video or we use technology, we realize that they really aren't, um, they really aren't performing quite the way we thought they were. And that is where we have this problem. The difference between what we would naturally do to propel something versus what we've created consciously and worked on over time. In fact, there's a there's a lot of really good I was I was going through and preparing for the next show um, on Fred Shoemaker Fridays and he has some really good advice. So I'll probably go ahead and pull that out because we're talking about it now, but it's really about making sure that we are doing as much as we possibly can without thinking about it. And that means that we really have to embrace what we do naturally. Okay, so um, going back to Joaquin Newman's swing and looking at it, really, if you go to YouTube and you just type in uh, Joaquin Newman uh, golf swing and then look at the videos, there's a few up there and a few people have analyzed and looked at them. There's a couple things that are really amazing. His setup is beautiful. Um, how he takes the club back is beautiful. It is dead on plane. The uh, forward edge of his driver or his irons match his spine angle, which we love. Up at the top, the back of his lead hand and the front edge of the club is dead on. I saw a few drivers where it was just slightly closed, but it's really, it's quite dead on. 
And that goes to back to the discussions that we've had on finding the right grip for you. As amateur golfers, we want to make sure that the leading edge and the back of our front hand are parallel, that really match up. In fact, in Joaquin's case, his uh, driver literally disappears behind um, his hands on the on the grip, which is, I mean, beautiful. I mean, that's just dead on perfect. There is nothing that I don't like about his takeaway. I think that if he took a golf club and propelled it down and threw it somewhere, that's exactly how it would look. I think he's dead on matched it perfectly. Now, where it changes then in the transition, he re- he reroutes his club a little bit. And I don't necessarily have a problem um, with a little reroute. That's kind of just sort of typical. And it's a way to increase club head speed. And frankly, out on the the PGA Tour, it's about hitting the ball a long way. And based on the, the numbers that we saw in the data access in data access month on the data Mondays, we could see that he um, he doesn't really move it very far. He's like 150 pounds or something, right? So he can generate club head speed and he's not horrible, but he's not one of the big bombers. And so he has learned to reroute that club in order to pick up some club head speed. And move the ball out there. Great. I again, no problem with that. The, I I do have a, a, I don't have a problem with that for a tour player. I do have a problem with it for amateur players, just because I don't necessarily know he has a reason for doing it. He's trying to move it out there as far as he can because he's 154 pounds and he's trying to move it as far as Tony Finau, right? And and sort of uh, you know, I guess reduce the amount of Um, yardage between, you know, the big players, right? To make the game as easy as possible for him. And he's playing for a lot of money. So in those situations, I I really don't mind tour players doing crazy stuff in order to move the ball out further. The problem then becomes for us amateurs, when we don't have tons of time to practice, making sure that we keep our swings as simple as possible so we can get the ball around and we can score well. Because if you start manipulating your swing and doing a lot of different things with it and you don't have the time to practice those unorthodox moves, those unorthodox moves, then your golf game is going to be crappy. It's going to get worse because there's no time to work on the timing that it takes to have a really unorthodox golf swing. So in the case of Joaquim, if you watch him, everything up to the top is beautiful. He starts his transition. He starts coming down. A couple things you'll notice his head starts to drop, I mean, dramatically, right? He loses his spine angle. It becomes so bent that it literally hurts to look at if you, you know, if you get to our age. I mean, it looks, I I don't know how he, I don't know how a, a bat that bent can turn. It's beyond me. I would snap in half. There is no way I could turn, I could rotate with my spine bent that way. And most of you couldn't either. I mean, it's a remarkable move. He's, he's, uh, he's freakishly flexible. Joaquin is, I mean, it is, wow, it is, it is hard to look at. Like that can't be good for his back, right? So his head drops, his spine angle just goes crazy bent. And then his right elbow comes in so close to his side, um, and, and we hear this a lot, right? We hear that that elbow should come in close, but it comes in so tight, I don't know necessarily. I would love to see him propel something 
to see what his body actually would do naturally. Because I do believe that eventually as he gets older and he loses flexibility, a lot of that's got to change or he's going to hurt himself. Okay. So is, what can we learn from Joaquin swing? If you look at his swing and you look at his lines, if you, and how his, uh, his the leaning edge of his club face matches his spine angle, you know, half the way back, how his, the back of his hand and his, the leaning edge of the club match up perfectly at the top. Even when he starts his transition, he drops the club a little bit. We all do that just because of gravity. Um, but from there on, um, I mean, he's amazing that he can stay. He keeps his eyes on the ball and stuff, but his head must drop 10 inches. It's unbelievable. Go take a look at it. And, and he makes it work. Obviously, he won on the PGA Tour. And I've said this in the past that these pro, these tour pros where this is their full-time job, they have the opportunity to work on their games 24-7. They have coaches, videos, track man, flight scope, whatever they want, whatever they need. And it's given to them basically for nothing. And so totally great. I, I get why they do what they do. Joaquin used his swing and overcame the the um, unorthodox moves in his swing through practice. And he got it done. He won on the PGA Tour. A lot of money. He's almost made $4 bucks in his career. Okay, so he has learned through immense practice and immense, immense time to overcome the conscious changes he made in his golf swing that he changed that he thought he needed to make in order for him to hit a good golf ball. And, um, and, and maybe a lot of them came. It could very well be a lot of the change that he made to his golf swing was chasing distance. And we start to do some real unorthodox swings when we chase distance. And we think that we feel something that's super powerful and super, and it, you know, we hit one in the middle of the club every once in a while. And we think that we've, we've stumbled across something that makes, you know, our golf swing work, that makes our golf swing magic. And there's really no magic to it. I think that all of us are always going to be better off if we're swinging the way we can actually swing. So um, I'm really, I'm, I'm starting to really get tired of people that are talking about, hey, you know, this like Joaquin Newman or Matthew Wolf or um, Jim Furyk. I mean, these guys are proof that, you know, and they always use the Arnold Palmer swing your swing thing. Arnold Palmer wasn't saying to swing your swing, like do whatever you want and make every crazy unorthodox move known to man. And, and that's your swing. Arnold Palmer was saying exactly what we are talking about here. Swing your swing, what you're naturally built to do. You know, we should all be swinging our swings. And that doesn't mean we do something crazy and unorthodox. That means we simplify and we find the swing that works best within how we're built. And our bodies already know how to do that. We just have to trust them. We have to stay out of our own way. So I, I think this, like Matthew Wolf, his swing is is a, a disaster. And I'm not talking about his little trigger, his big knee thing. I, I mean, if, if it j moves his weight any which way, I mean, if I guess if it moves his weight all the way forward, fine. But I, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about his golf swing. He takes the club so far outside and does a bunch of crazy unorthodox swings. There is no way... His body does that naturally. Okay, so that's not what Arnold Palmer is talking about. Swing your swing. That is a manufactured, uh, conscious mind bound swing that he has to practice gobs and gobs of time. And yeah, he may have 
uh, gr- ingrained some of that into him now. But how sad is that? That he has learned he could have he could have saved himself so much time, so much effort, so many headaches if he had just swung his own swing instead of creating that. Whatever that is, that move, that way outside, inside, freaky, sort of a unorthodox, yeah, I don't know what that is. It's a, it's a look away golf swing. You don't want to watch it. You don't want to swing like that. Nobody propels anything that way naturally. Looking at Joaquin's, I love everything about his swing, um, but we don't want to drop our heads like that. We don't want our, we don't want our spine angles to completely bend like that. Uh, we want to avoid that. So don't look at some of these. I don't know if, if looking at a lot of tour, looking at a lot of the tour pros golf swings, if they're fundamentally sound, like a Louis Oosthuizen or an Adam Scott, great. Look at those all day long. Those folks, I guarantee that if you gave them something and told them to throw it, their golf swing and their propel swing would look very similar, almost identical. Matthew's Wolf's propel swing and his golf swing would be nothing alike. So he has had to overcome, right? It's like he went to school in a foreign country, learned that foreign country's language and graduated from school when it would have been much easier for him to just stay home and go to school in your native language. That's the difference. So in as far as amateurs go, what we'll do here on Data Access Golf, a lot of it, is I'm going to be doing a lot of uh, swing analysis, and I'll do Joaquin's. I think it's a really beautiful swing, and I will be putting those in the private Facebook group. And if you just search for Data Access Golf Private Club, fancy name, um, there's no initiation fees. There's nothing like that. No monthly dues, no monthly minimums on food. Just join us there for good discussions, and we'll have, I think I mentioned earlier, we are going to have all the Data Access, all the Data Mondays, Videos will be taken off the regular Data Access Golf page and moved into the members area. I will also remove them from the YouTube channel. So it's they're only going to be available after the first week in the private Facebook group. And then also we'll be doing some product reviews and we will be doing um, swing analysis that will be only there in the Facebook uh, group. I'll stick them up originally on the original Data Access Golf page but they'll only be up for a limited amount of time and then everything will be moved into the private Facebook group. So those of us who are 30 and older that are, uh, you know, have uh, lives that don't allow us to practice golf every single day, all day long, and are non-professionals, amateurs only, will have a good time there in the, in the Data Access Golf Private Club group on Facebook. So find us there and join up. I would love to hear from you. Any comments, if you have any sort of unorthodox swings, or if you'd like to even just sw- send me your swing motion, I'd love to take a look at it. Um, again, my I have worked with Fritz Shoemaker now for 12 years. I've seen a lot of good and bad golf swings and have done a, a lot of analysis over the years, and I can definitely help you play better golf. Um, no question about it. So until next time, this is Aaron Stewart saying thank you for joining me. I really appreciate you doing so in this season two. Until next time, please remember, better data always means better golf. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com. And we'll see you on the next episode.